You are listening to episode 148 of the Peaceful Mind Podcast. Welcome to the Peaceful Mind Podcast, a place for creating the peace of mind you need to be the best mom you are created by God to be. If you want to bring more balance, more joy, and more peace to your motherhood, this is the place for you. I'm your host, certified life coach and Catholic mom, Danielle Tienel. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Right before we dive in, and it's also a little related to um, what I'm going to be giving you today on this episode, but I just wanted to let you know and the quick announcement that the next group of Busy to Balance, my small mom's group life coaching program, is open and enrolling for the January 2023 group. So go ahead and take a look at the links in the show notes if you want to find out more information and about how you can join us there to make this just the most peaceful, balanced, and joyful new year that you've ever experienced. And a side note when it comes to life coaching, I just want to let you know that what you will learn and what you will gain from this experience, the tools and the concepts that I make available to you as we dive deeper and apply directly to your life, all the things that you hear on this podcast, just know that you will always have them. So when you sign up, I want you to think that this is something that will benefit you for a lifetime, the skills that you will gain. And again, the tools and concepts that you will now have to empower you for your motherhood, which is forever, right? Okay. So speaking of that group, what happens is that during my coaching business and practice, when I'm working with clients, I of course see themes, right? Themes that come up of where moms are struggling, struggling in the midst of handling circumstances we weren't expecting. Uh, life isn't working out like they would hope. They, they feel like they're stuck in not making progress. Anyways, I always can see a theme. And that's what recently happened. There was several different, either a private coaching client or within my group, bringing to me the challenges they were having um, that I could see that the answer was to, to set some boundaries in their lives. But it became really obvious to me that they weren't quite understanding what a boundary was. And I, I think a lot of us out there, and maybe including you too, I know it was for me before I really learned um, how to create and set um, true boundaries. I was thinking that it was just like rule setting, right? Like we have our own set of rules for ourselves. And then of course, as we become a mom and our families, we have these rules of what we think um, should happen and how we want our kids to show up, which is definitely has its place. But today I'm taking the time to share with you, once I saw that this was kind of a theme going on, I, I 
um, offered a training, which I do inside my group program. So sometimes besides just coaching calls, we have uh, like workshop trainings where I'll just dive deeper into a subject. And I decided that this was a subject boundaries that we needed to dive into. So in the group, you also have access to a whole bunch of other trainings that I've done along the way. And I wanted you to have just kind of a glimpse into one of those trainings and thinking that yes, boundaries is something that we could, that could bring more peace of mind to our life. And I wanted to share that with you. So I am about to play you just a, the recording of the boundary training that I did inside the group. And I just thought, I don't, I also want to share that with you out here. And so this is the training on boundaries that you find inside Busy to Balance. And I hope it helps you in your life right now. And then if you want more of trainings like this, and of course, regular coaching on everything that I teach here on the podcast, then you can go ahead and sign up for a free peace strategy call with me. And you can find all the information to all that I'm saying in the show notes of the podcast. But without further ado, here is a training on boundaries that hopefully you find helpful. If you are someone who realizes that you have some boundaries to set in your life or that you want to get better at setting boundaries in your life. So let's jump in. Boundaries is a super useful tool for life, but we often look at them and go about creating them for ourselves in the wrong way. And it's only from lack of knowledge of what truly a boundary is. And what the most important thing I want to try that, that kind of like has you looking at it in a way where you might not have before is to realize that boundaries are something that you create for yourself. Even that, right? When we're thinking in our, in our busy mom's life, busy mom life, like we set a lot of like rules down for our children and our family, but this is way different, right? Setting a rule is not setting a boundary. And so it's something I want you to know that as we go through this, it applies to you personally. Okay. So this here, this part really sets this apart from what you might have been thinking about boundaries before. When we make a true boundary, it has to include both of these things. A request, which is you asking someone else to change a certain behavior. You have a request. Change a certain behavior. Or tell someone, communicate that you would like a certain behavior to happen. That is the request. And that's usually where people leave it, right? They say, okay, you need to turn the lights off at 10, 10 o'clock and go to bed. And then they're thinking, I'm a mom sending a boundary. But that's not a boundary because a boundary must have both things. 
And the other half is it has to have a consequence. And the consequence comes back to this first rule. A consequence is something of what you will do to self-protect yourself if the boundary, the request is violated again. Okay? Let me say that again. So a boundary, first of all, it's something we create for ourselves. And then second of all, it has two components, a request and a consequence. And it has to have both of those in order for it to be considered a true boundary. And the request is when we communicate that we want a certain thing to happen or we communicate and ask somebody to change a certain behavior. Then the consequence that must be involved is is about you. It's about what you will do if, and and it's order to self-protect you, if that request that you have made is violated, not carried through, okay? So hopefully just there, you have a, a whole different way of boundary setting. And I didn't even start out this way, but you know, why would we want to set boundaries, right? And again, we want to, we want to set boundaries around our time, right? We want to set, uh, I mean, we don't realize how many that we already like work and operate in, but it literally just gives us kind of like, again, it's a self-protection. It's a structure that we imposed so that we are able to show up fully as our best selves. Okay. Now, oh, let me just talk about here. So we've got healthy boundaries. And what healthy boundaries do is that they raise and promote and will really promote our self-responsibility, which you know I'm all about, step two of acceptance, right? Owning your part in it. And empowerment, which again is a theme of all this coaching for you to be empowered that you are in charge of your life and the results that you get. So if it's a healthy boundary, it is going to promote your self-responsibility and it's going to promote your empowerment. It will equal closer relationships with who you set the boundary with. And I know that's what we're after, especially if we're thinking about our children and all of this, right? We want to have closer relationships with them. That is why, and when we have these things and we're doing it for the right reasons and we're really clear on this, how if we can deem it a healthy one, right, it's going to connect you. Whereas probably your mind thought of a boundary as separating you. but. A boundary is weak. That's when you will have separation. That's when you will create disconnect is if it's a weak boundary. And that, that might be like, um, you know, what we talked about of you wouldn't be in self ownership. You'd be in blame. Okay. Or what we call emotional childhood. Wah, wah, wah. Like poor me. If only you would change, then I would feel better. You need to give me what I want or else kind of. um, So that's what a weak boundary promotes in you. It promotes that little childish behavior, 
and it promotes blame and victimhood. It just is disconnect and separation. Okay. So when and how to set a boundary. Before we set one, we don't want to set them in the moment, right? And that we know that, right? Where we're just like hot headed because of something and what our kids have done. And then right there in a the moment, we make a decision and we tell them like, you know, if you, if you don't stop playing the video games at the right time, I'm going to take away your phone for a month. Like all of a sudden we just kind of came up with that sort of thing in the moment. We want to get clear first on what your boundaries are. Or you just ask your brain the question, right? Like, what what do I feel like I need more boundaries around? And when you come up with some answers, get clear. Yep, I definitely want to have a boundary there. And then that would tell you that's a good time to set one, okay? This, this is, this is key too. Only boundaries, like they only need to be communicated if there's a violation. And I want to give you, like, I'll just give you a, um, you know, a really quick example. Like I don't go around telling people when I see them or meet them or I'm walking in the street or store or whatever, I don't be like, you can't hit me. You can't hit me. If you hit me, we can't be friends. But I have set a boundary for myself that I make a request of everyone that they don't hit me. And if they don't, if they do hit me, then how I, the consequence, I self-protect myself is, right? I, you know, no longer am friends with them. Or I call the police or like, I know what I'm going to do in that moment. So that's just an example that we can communicate it and we will in some instances. But there are those kind of universal boundaries that we have that they, they're not communicated until they're violated. And then when they're violated, then you can um, communicate and make it uh, known. Another example is just like, I think visually, if we think about a fence we have around our property, right? Around our home. Like we know we talk about that as being like the boundary or being on our property boundary line. But we don't have a big sign on our fence that says, if you come in or cross this fence, then I will call the police. But you could still still have it. You know your boundary. And then there's two things that could happen, right? If if I go into the healthy boundary, the healthy boundary is saying, when you already know this, that when the person comes, say, you have to, my request is you leave right now or I will call the police. So this is a healthy a healthy boundary. Right? It's got a request. It's got a consequence. It's promoting self-responsibility because it's telling you, I will call the police if you don't leave. You've made that kind of communication. Now, remember, you've said this to the person after they crossed over the fence and they're in your yard. So now they violated it. So now you say to them, 
If you don't leave, I'll call the police. Now, an unhealthy and weak boundary would be like they cross your fence, they're in your yard, and you go out there like totally yelling and screaming, what are you doing? Who are you? Get out of here. And then you, this is where you went into like, you know, emotional childhood. But notice how you're just kind of like yelling and shushing them off because, and you're trying to control, manipulate them to leave, but it doesn't have that second half either of that consequence of what you will do. And it's a, it's still a little bit of a boundary, but it's more on that weaker side of boundary. Okay. Um, so when and how to set, there's just like two things to think about getting clear on your boundaries and then kind of like how, how you don't have to go around telling everyone you just want to be the one who's clear, who's clear about it. Okay. So two steps which we've kind of already, I've already highlighted, but just to go in a little bit deeper, two steps to effectively set an emotional boundary still has to do with making a request and having a consequence. So how this would look is asking someone to stop doing the thing that infringes on your property. But when I say the word property, I mean literally, but also emotionally. Like we want to have like, so thinking about our property, I want you to think about your emotions, your feelings. Remember about owning them. So to effectively set an emotional boundary, We can do that on if something that somebody is doing is affecting or stepping onto your boundary, like, you know, taking you out of your peace or like every time the person does something, you find yourself getting angry. Like we know that they're created by your thoughts, but this is something where you can effectively have both those pieces of a request and a consequence so that you can protect your emotional property. Okay. So again, the consequence part is to tell the person what you will do if they don't comply with your request. I'm going to give you two examples that I have written down here, not up here. So you might want to take, or if you can, just make a little note here. So let's say you have this friend and repeatedly when you get together for lunch, she's always late that that repeatedly has been her behavior. You have seen that when that happens, you emotionally like get all riled up, right? Like with all of your thoughts, like that's so rude and how dare her and it's wasting my time and and you get the picture. Let's say now because of this, you have determined that you want to set a boundary for yourself to protect your Emotionals, emotional life here. Okay. So what this would might look like when we know that a boundary is a request and a consequence is that it's one of two things. It can be where you don't communicate, but you then go ahead and decide that if, if they're late, what you're going to do, get up and leave or, um, you know, talk to them about it then or not wait 
15 minutes, like you would decide it. But if we are choosing the route where we're going to communicate this to them, we don't have to come, we don't have to communicate it ahead of time. You don't have to say, Hey, you know, Jennifer, you're, you're kind of always late sometimes. So if you're, I just want you to know if you're late, I'm going to leave, but you can, Remember, you want to wait until, well, not wait, you don't want to wait, but I'm just saying part of it is that we then can communicate once it's violated, but you've already determined this boundary and then you go to lunch and then she's 15 minutes late or she's becoming late. And you know that you, when she gets there, you can say, or if she does, you know, get there, she'll say, um, you know, from now on. I will wait 15 minutes, but if you're any later after 15 minutes, then I'm going to leave. But don't worry. I'm not going to be upset about it because you get to do whatever you want to do. I, I, see, she's putting it back on herself. I just don't want to wait. And so then she's communicated this boundary. But she took the defensiveness away from it and any blame that this other person should change anything that she's doing. Because there, she has her reasons why she's late and she gets to have her own agency by her own thoughts and feelings to be late. It's the, the when you come from a really strong boundary and you're protecting yourself, you get to just communicate, hey, I just want you to know this is what I'm going to do. It doesn't, you know, I'm not going to be yelling. I'm not going to be mad at you, but I'm not going to wait because I don't want to. And that's good enough. Another, another example real quick is like, if a boss yells at you, you can say, if you continue to raise your voice. So again, it's after you, your boundary is like, I don't allow people to yell at me. So when the boss crosses the boundary and he yells at you, you then give him the consequence and communicate it after the violation has been made. And you say, I'm, if you continue to raise your voice, I'm going to leave the room until you calm down. Okay. So you've taken self-responsibility and you've done what you want to do and you leave the room. Then you could say, or let's say they don't. You could say, um, if you don't speak or to me in a way that's more calm, then I will take it to HR. This allows the boss to make his own decision and live out whatever that is, live out their own results. But this gives you that empowerment that you know what you want to protect yourself in your life. And then you are the one taking action on it. Okay. I just want to real quickly tell you some thoughts that what are not boundaries. Sometimes like to better understand what something is, we, we hear what they're not. So here's a couple thoughts that you may have thought in the past were boundaries, but they're not. I wish hubby would take the garbage out. I would like my wife to be more romantic. In our case, I would like my husband to be more romantic. I would like my boss to give me more praise. I want my girlfriends to call me back when I call them. 
what those that I just said actually are is a term, if we haven't brought it up yet in this coaching group, but we use in coaching and I do sometimes is explain about those are what we call manuals, right? Without knowing it, we actually do without being totally aware of until I bring it to your attention, we all carry around like a manual for other people and ourselves. We're like husband manual. A good husband asks me how I'm doing every day. A good husband splits all the chores 50-50. A good husband, you see like how we grow up, we kind of have these manuals and that's kind of what these thoughts were. I wish he would take out the garbage is our manual for our husband taking out the garbage, but those aren't boundaries. Okay. Let's see. It is okay to make requests, but it's a problem if your happiness depends on it. I think this phrase is really, really applicable. Like we can totally relate if we're thinking about our children, right? It's okay to make these requests, but it can really be a problem if our happiness depends on it. This is that freedom I'm trying to kind of break you through from the trap that our happiness or if other people would change or if only this would happen, then I would feel better. And then when you learn this concept of that, you no, know, it's your thoughts that create your feelings. It's your own thoughts. It's never anything outside of you. Then you can realize how this is just so crystal clear, right? That when we ask people to do something, it's never that. Like if we're doing it so that we'll be happier, that's just kind of like a lost cause. Not kind of, it is. Because the only thing that creates our happiness is the, is what we think about what's going on in our life. Right. And in the, in the case of, I wish my husband was more romantic and my boss gave me more praise. There's been no violation here from someone. That's why it's not, you know, a boundary crossed is because there's been, um, there's been no violation. And the consequence is not appropriate. Kind of what I was just talking about. If your happiness depends on it, because really the underlining thing is manipulation, right? So if we were like, not that you can't make the request to your husband to be more romantic or make more romantic gestures, but again, your happiness can't depend on it. And we are, you see how it's like a teeny bit of a form of manipulation. Again, all your thoughts about that is, is what makes it if you, care. Cause sometimes I know that I'll tell him like, I want you to do this and I'm doing it because I really like, you know, what we say, like, I want you to buy me this for my birthday. <laughs> you know, he just gets to decide if he does it or not. That's all. So it's still kind of like a request and he hasn't, um, you know, viol- done any kind of violation there. All right. Here are the challenges that come up with boundary settings. I'm working with a client right now. Actually, I have her later today where I've seen some of her thought downloads. It has to do with a mother-in-law um, who, you know, we've got some issues and challenges and problems with our mother-in-law. And then we have this husband that we love so much. And then we're ha- we, we battle with all these thoughts because the challenges to boundaries is that 
they often require uncomfortable conversations. Uncomfortable conversations. So your brain will say, avoid, avoid at all costs. Pain, pain is coming, uncomfortable. And then this is where I want you to see like the whole like big premise of coaching that I'm teaching you that it's just a feeling and feelings are just a vibration and vibrations don't kill us and that you you can handle it and that on the other side of feeling uncomfortable is a result that you want and boundaries are no different. The challenge is you'll have to get uncomfortable sometimes to talk with people, to say it through and to hold to them. Is not going to feel good in your body. Our brain is going to tell us like, oh, don't worry, go hug them, the kids, you know, and, and give them what they wanted because you want them to think you're a good mom and all of that, right? So there will be some uncomfortableness. And then others don't have to understand or agree with you. And you've just got to be prepared for that. When you set a boundary, when you do a consequence, just know that others don't have to agree with the boundary. And so prepare yourself that they are going to have all their own human thoughts and feelings. Let's see. Lastly, I just want to kind of um, hone in on some important things to remember. Proper boundaries come from a place of love. So not only do you want to get clear about what your boundaries are, in the moment of feeling like emotionally high and negatively, it's not the time to set one. But we want to get where we're setting boundaries out of love, love for ourselves, love for the our children, love for our mother-in-law. We want to do all that we can do to see how loving it is and emphasize to others that you do this because you are taking care of yourself. Because that is what you're doing which others might have thoughts about it being selfish. But we know that that's their thoughts and that there's nothing more important than for you to feel good and to feel better and to inject love and really like, you know, the whole unconditional love, you know, training um, that you also have access to is is to show that there's no, there, there's no other better emotion to choose if you can. And boundaries, um, we definitely want to, to um, come from a place of love. So work through any negative emotions before you set them, okay? So if you're not feeling peaceful or loving in the moment, you probably shouldn't make a boundary or at least, you know, communicate it. And I want to invite you when you're thinking about the boundaries that you make, there might, you might you're, have this tendency to want to just Disconnect and separate yourself from someone altogether. To not, to, to just say like, I'm done with them. No more, not in my life. And I, and that may be ultimately what you decide, but I want to just have you pause and urge for you to say, to ask the question, what might 
I need to learn from this person first. What are they here to teach me? I think is a phrase that we hear. Um, Because if we are just so stuck in they're wrong, they shouldn't do this, that kind of thing. um, We really could be cutting ourselves up for some, from, from some gems. When I did that with um, my daughter, like when I stopped looking at it as like, if she just needs to change, she just needs to listen. She just needs to like, you know, stop behaving like this way and all. When I really was like, turned it to what is she here to teach me? Because she would definitely find those things that triggered me inside. And I'm, instead of being like, what is triggered and bring that to the surface and get it coached on so that I could keep a connection not that my daughter is someone who I would say, I'm going to get totally out of my life and all. But, you know, older, when your adults are, some adults have to get to that place with their children when they're older and vice versa, kids cutting off their parents and things like that. So I just want to have you pause and say, like, relationship-wise, setting boundaries, just before you totally cancel them out altogether or separate them, just say, what are they here to teach me, right? And then lastly, I want to conclude by letting you know that following through on your consequences 100% of the time is critical for your boundary to be effective. Because, you know, with our kids, give them an inch, they'll give us a mile, right? When there's someone who learns that, yeah, you kind of follow through sometimes, but you kind of don't, then they'll kind of expect that. It's not as important to you. So what we're aiming for is 100% follow through on our consequences for the boundaries that we've set. All right. That is the training that I have for you today on boundaries. My sincere hope is that the recording of the training was very helpful to you today and you had some really good takeaways and perhaps learned something that you didn't um used before and can now apply to your busy mom life. All right, everyone, I will see you again here next week. Thanks again for being my listeners and I appreciate you much peace and love. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the peaceful mind podcast. Are you ready to take everything I teach you here and put it to work for your own life to really learn how to have peace of mind, no matter what is happening around you? If so, I'd love to have you as a client As your coach, this is where you'll get personal and focused time on your own mind using life coaching tools, concepts, and proven life-transforming wisdom, all through a faith-filled lens. To learn more about how we can work together, come on over to danielletienel.com. There, you'll see how to sign up for a free coaching consult and learn how to get started. Until next time, peace be with you always.